Hey, Paul. Hey, Fab. How's it going? Good. Yourself? Good. Yeah, cool. really good. Nice. Um, so today I wanted to kind of talk about prospecting. I think it's something that I still see reps struggling with. Um, so I thought maybe we can kind of, I know we've, we've had a few topics and even recently we sat with Alyssa and, and uh, talking about like how, how to create content as a salesperson and stuff like that. So, um, you know, there's definitely some good, we, we've talked about this quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's a topic that needs to be, uh, rediscovered, so to speak. Um, or how about continuously discussed? <laughs> continuously discussed. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. I was trying to find a better way yeah. to put it, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I find like it's probably the the part of sales that um, reps still struggle with. I won't say the most because I mean I think there's a lot of different parts of sales that are difficult, but um, from what I see, prospecting is still kind of went up there in terms of difficulty, you know, I see a lot of, uh, people relying on inbound. I see a lot of people relying on, you know, growing existing accounts, which are all great, you know, don't get me wrong, but I still find that sometimes, you know, the end of the month comes up and pipelines are relatively dry and there's a lot of reasons for it, but not a lot of solutions for it. Um, so before we get started, I guess, you know, like help us maybe understand, like in your, in your point of view, um, you know, what would the importance of prospecting? Like, why is it so important? Well, I, I think obviously, you know, the obvious stuff is if you don't prospect, you're not filling up the pipeline of, of potential clients. And a lot of people, when they're, they're, they're doing well, they forget to do their prospecting activities. And then a couple of months later, well, after all the business that they've had dries up, they're like, oh man, what's going on? So maintaining, um, maintaining continuous activity in your prospecting really helps in maintaining the pipe drive, uh, the pipe drive, sorry, <laughs> the pipeline, sorry, HubSpot. Um, <laughs> um, so it, it's the pipeline of potential clients needs to be continuously fed. The problem with human beings, and I think it's a, I think it's a psychological thing is we have a hard time seeing ahead, right? We don't, we have a hard time doing things now that are going to reward us later. You know, that, what's that uh, little thing, the, the little test they do with young kids there, they put one cookie or one marshmallow in front of them and they say, um, you know, if you're able to wait 10 minutes to eat this marshmallow, you'll get a second one. A lot of them just eat them. You know, they, they're incapable of waiting. Well, it's sort of the same thing with prospecting. If you don't build and work now for future success, it's going to go down. So that's one thing. The other thing is prospecting is hard um, yeah. because you're going to do 10 activity items to have sometimes just one successful continuous, uh, continual uh, success on things. So you'll do, for example, 10 calls to have one person answer you. Sometimes it's 20 calls to have one person answer you. So yeah. it, it, it's a difficult task. It's, it's like, it's like when you're going out to run that first 10 minutes of running or first three minutes, three minutes of running is total torture, putting your running clothes on sometimes total torture just to, to get out there and then you start doing it and it's okay. So anyways, that's my long introduction. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's good. I mean, um, yeah, there's definitely, um, 
I mean, obviously, like we said, the importance is that, you know, for most businesses, that's how they fill the pipeline, right? Like a lot of businesses don't have a strong inbound strategy uh, that brings in enough leads. Um, and, you know, gross, growing customer accounts is good, but you also need net new accounts. So I think I think that's the importance of it. But you, like you said, I think prospecting is hard. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a lot of, and, and just the mechanism of it, right? Like you said, 20 calls to get one person, you know, or, or like 50 emails or, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot to do. It's really difficult to break from the crowd. I mean, when we talked about uh, content uh, with Alyssa a, a little while ago, you know, like right now we've got to create content. Like there, it's just, it's very demanding. And, you know, it's easy for a salesperson to be like, especially when their pipeline's full, right? You were mentioning that at some point that my pipeline's full, why why, why would I put in all this effort uh, when I'm just, you know, I'm going to get shot down, going to get nowhere. Like, it's dep- it could get depressing, right? The processing can get quite depressing. Uh, so you're not a lot of high because your pipeline's, you know, moving forward and you have a lot of opportunities. It's like, why am I going to go depress myself um, to, you know, by prospecting and doing something that's difficult? And... And I find too, and maybe that's, that's, that's a good segue to the next question that I wanted to talk about, uh, which is like how, you know, how can sales leaders help their, their team's prospect? Um, ironically, I find like one, one challenge that I see a lot other than the ones that we said is that reps don't know where to get started, right? Because like they're not building a habit of prospecting, right? They're doing prospecting when, when they absolutely have to. And I find a lot of reps just don't know where to get started, right? They, they kind of go through the day, their CRM. They're like, wait, who should I be calling again? You know, they're, if they go to their tasks, they're late in all these tasks because their pipeline was full, so they didn't prospect. So now they're late. Do I start over? Stuff like that. So I find, I find that's a big, big challenge too. It's like they just don't know where to get started. And maybe that's an excuse for not wanting to do it. I don't know. Well, what do you think? Uh, listen, it's definitely an excuse, but like most human beings, we go to the easiest thing, right? So prospecting is not the easiest thing. Prospecting is one of the harder things. So prospecting yeah. like um, prospecting is like when you're on a diet and you have to not eat the cookie and there's a plate of cookies in front of you. Um, yeah. You have to control yourself and say, okay, I'm not going to eat these cookies. And you have to control yourself in prospecting and say, okay, I'm going to sit down and write my emails or, or do my calls. And what often happens there is you say, oh, well, my CRM is not as tight and clean as, as, as it should be. So I'm going to go clean that up and then I'll prospect or my sales pitch is not quite as good as I'd like it to be. So I'll practice that and then I'll go prospect. So you find all these excuses to get there um, mm. or, you know, I'll work out tomorrow, you know, today's Sunday and I'm just going to sit down and, and have dinner uh, and, 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 you know, I'll work out tomorrow. Whereas if you just get into the habit, and here's the biggest thing. If you just get into the habit of prospecting, if you literally put it in your calendar, and we've talked about this before, and you don't even yeah. think about it, you just say, okay, today at nine o'clock from nine to 10, I'm just going to do my prospecting, my cold call, my emails, whatever it is you're doing, answer the warm leads, whatever it might be. And I'm just going to put that in my calendar and I'm going to do it. Then it becomes a, a habit that is just in, 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 in you. So I don't know about you. I think you work out, but... You know, every, twice a week I go to this uh, special gym and at first it was tough. I have to get up early on Wednesday morning and on Saturday morning. Now I don't even think about it. It's just there to mm-hmm. my calendar. So that's like my, that's my workout prospecting, right? So, yeah. and 
that's the real the real trick to prospecting often is not in the actions you need to do while you're prospecting because a lot of people are actually pretty good on the phone a lot of pre people are pretty good at writing the emails the real issue is that they're not doing the activity they're mm -hmm. just not doing it on a regular basis uh, yeah. which brings me to the actual the word prospecting comes from remember people used to prospect for gold so they would sit there yeah. on the side of the river and they would, you know, they would pan for gold for hours on end. And the ones, you know, of course, you could get lucky and find a big gold nugget. But let's face it, in the early years, if you just sat out there, you know, 10 hours a day or whatever, 12 hours a day or whatever it was, and, and eventually you were going to find something. And that's what prospecting mm. is. you got to tell yourself as you do the habit and you do more and more of it, you're going to start knowing your own ratios. Right. And once you know your own ratios, well, then you're going to know, I need to make 10 calls usually to get one good one. So you're making those calls and then boom, it starts happening and you understand what's going on. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. Yeah. I have a lot to say about this. So I know you're no, trying to No, but say, that's good. Shut up and listen. No, th that was good. And I mean, like, I think you're right. I think it's, um, yeah, building that habit is quite difficult, especially like you did mention and we both mentioned. Um, it's probably one of the most difficult tasks, I think. Um, even if you're good on the phone, even if you're good with people, there, there's this massive perceived gap between talking to somebody and doing like a demo or a discovery call or whatever your, your first stage is, um, and, and getting there. I think that's just difficult. And, you know, and you, you brought up, uh, not prospecting, you brought up, uh, working out, which is interesting. So I do work out, I do it and I have a personal trainer and I find like that's, that's made the whole difference, right? You're accountable to somebody else. And I find you know, as a sales leader, I think that's if, if prospecting is required of your reps to build their pipeline, I think that's what you need to be. You need to be help, help, help them stay accountable to getting to the their stuff done. Yeah. You need to be the trainer. You need to go in and like, hey, where are your prospecting calls? You know, like and, and looking or, at or, okay, or, activities. or I'll listen to you. OK, let's you know, we'll do one together. Or, you know, I'll show you how to do this rep. <laughs> You know, and then yeah. you do it. Uh, I'll show you how to do this exercise. Well, the exercise is let's work on that cold call, and then you go and do some. You can even create a little self competition. Uh, yeah, a lot. You, you're totally right. And you said something that I really like is you said you have a personal trainer, right? I go to this yeah. uh, what do you call it, circuit training gym where there's I literally go there and I don't think for an hour because the yeah. person tells me exactly what exercise to do because that, that I was really bad at that. I was really bad at yeah. that. And I would spend 15 minutes sitting there. Okay, which one should I do next? So I'd do the legs, the arms, yeah. the whatever. And now it's just like, okay, do this, do that. I'm like, okay, uh, just do it. So if you yeah, and they help you, they help push you, right? Like yeah. you know, if you go work out by yourself, it's like, okay, well, I'll do I'll do 10 reps. I think that's good. You know, my my legs are a little sore now. You know, but they'll be like, no, no, you'll do 50. It's fine. Yeah, do it. Right. Whereas like, so as a sales leader, it's like, okay, I'll do one call. Like, no, no. 10, you can do it. Come on. Here's, here's yeah. your list. Let's do it. I'll sit here with you. No judgment. I'll give you advice if yeah. you're coaching or whatever, as you or go. I'll even think, beat them with you. I'll do some with you, I'll right? Do you with do you. five and I'll do one, you know, every five yeah. that you do, I'll do one. like you, you can get it. You can get into the, if, if you're the manager or the team lead or whatever, you can get into the bullpen with them and help them out. And then you can coach yeah. each other. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. But, and I think also as, yeah. And if it's a habit and you do that as a, first of all, as a manager, if you create that habit with your team, that's great. Right. And, and that's wonderful. It gets things going. So 
Let me tell you about something that happened to me in my early career that probably influenced me for the rest of my career. I was very young. I was just out of university. I started my first sales job. Um, and I was sitting in uh, a group of people and I, I didn't know if I was a good salesperson. I knew nothing about sales, like literally nothing. <laughs> yeah. But the, the manager at the time was really good. He says, um, you know, next Tuesday, we're going to have a competition on who can book the most appointments. So we each had our list and we would call and we would try to book the most appointments for the next, I forget, like week or two weeks. And back then, I remember we'd try to get we'd try to get 10 appointments a week. So we'd have one in the morning, one in the afternoon, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're selling telecom um, long distance services when they deregulated in 1990. Yes, I'm old. So I remember we got on the phone and I knew nothing. So there we were, we're all sitting in our little cubicles next to each other and we're all trying to maximize. And I remember I was so proud of myself that I'd gotten 10 appointments and I was the first one to get my 10 appointments. I was like, wow, wow. I'm good at something. One, it felt good. And it was fun because they'd sort of shown us back then how to do a cold call. And, and we were all together. So it made it fun. It was a fun activity. We all went to lunch afterwards. We laughed, but we were all proud because we'd done something. It was something that was hard to do. So I remember on a regular basis, it would be in our schedule, like once a month or twice a month, we would have this competition to book as many meetings as possible. So that's something you can do as a trainer too. That's a habit. And, and yeah. I forget, like, it, like the competition was, I came in first, but like, I literally, I think I got a handshake, you know, that was it. But it was fun. It was, yeah. it was you know, for competitive people who were in sales. It was fun. And those that had a harder time, well, then the manager would go with them and talk to them and, and try to help them out and be better at it. So it, it's, all about, it's all about just um, scheduling it, creating the habit, and doing the activity. And most people are way better at cold calling than they think they are. Um, yeah. And it's just a question of they don't feel like it or they're embarrassed or they're shy. But you just, you know, you learn that those few things will be good at. Most pet people are better at cold emailing than they think. Most people are better at LinkedIn poking than they think. It's usually just a little, a little habit you can tweak um, and, and get better at it, but you need to create that, that habit. My God, I'm talking a lot today. Sorry, Fab. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. I mean, you're totally right. And there's something that you said that I liked, which was like, most people are better at cold calling, cold emailing, whatever, than they think they are. And it's the same thing as working out, right? Most people can actually lift more, run longer, yes. whatever than they yeah. think they can. Obviously it's a practice and you get better over time. Like Except for those that got the heart attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Except for those. <laughs> but <laughs> You know, and I think as a sales leader too, obviously, like I'm on I'm on an operational side of thing. I mean, I think you still need the tools and and the techniques you mentioned. Like they trained you how to do cold calling. Like I think there's I think there's the 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 repetition being there with your reps, looking at their numbers, training them, coaching them. But I think you need to have all those tools available, right? And I think there's just because at the end of the day, without the tools, it, because we're in a day and age where we can collect data, and the more data we have the more we can be better at it. Same thing with training, right? Like the more you can measure yeah. your heart rates and all that, the more you can yeah. evaluate success. Um, I think as a sales leader, and, and I find maybe I have my too much of an operational, you know, CRM hat on, but I find like that's also, that's a big struggle that sales leaders have is, is providing the tools necessary, right? Like they'll, uh, you know, they'll just be like, how many calls did you do today? And, and that's it. And like, 
but there's no insight. There's no flavor to that. There's no looking at like, oh, wait, this guy's, I don't know if this is the best example, but he's just dialing the phone numbers on his cell phone. And that's, you know, taking forever. It's long. It's like, you know, but maybe we can get a dialer involved. Maybe there's some, you know, automated, you know, like things to like make it easier. And like you say, so we can focus more on the, the joy of it or the pleasure of it or the competition of it as opposed to the hassles of it. Like we can't find the leads in the CRM. We don't know where the things are and all that stuff. Yeah, no. And, and that's, that's a really, that's a good point is that if you look at the data, uh, it'll help you get better at what you do. Um, so one thing I do want to touch on and data is super important, but if you don't know what you're doing and you're just doing a shot in the dark, human beings naturally are looking for the easiest way to accomplish something, you know, like the wheel was yeah. invented to carry a cart because the cart was hard to drag along the gravel. And then some guy said, Hey, axle, two wheels, it's way easier to, to carry this cart, you know, and then so on and so forth with every techno, so on and so forth with every technological advancement. So if you use that data to help you be more efficient, well, then it'll create more efficiency, which will help you in getting more, if you're prospecting, getting more appointments or getting more demos or whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, and that's important. So I, I totally agree with you that that using that data is way more useful than just saying, hey, how many calls did you do? You know, Because it's yeah. not just about the numbers of, of calls. It's about the data you can get behind it and how you can use it, right? There is... There yeah, is um, yeah. So, sorry, go, go, go ahead and then I'll, I'll go for my thing. Okay. No, because I was saying, that's it, the data, like beyond like how many calls did you do? You know, I could say like, hey, I've done, I've done, you know, 65 calls today and, you know, Paul's done 35, you know, but... But let's look at the results as well, right? I might have done 65 calls and not booked anything. You did 35, but booked 10, you know, and, and it might be a fluke, right? That you just landed on the right purple, the right. But if you look at trends over time and like, wait, like Lab's doing a lot, but not getting a lot of results. And Paul's doing less, but getting a lot of results. And we could start looking at what the differences are. And we could start building training and development programs based off of these benchmarks and best practices that you're that you're identifying through the data yeah and that data is wonderful and you're right so so there's really two things right so, so there's your actions so your obviously your data will give you how many calls and and, and whatnot that you yeah. did and then your your method well hey how come john's so much better than sarah but sarah is like 10 times better than george and uh and uh mia is the best one of all and then you look well what are they doing well that then if they're all doing the same amount of calls then you're looking at method right what is it that's being said and how are they doing? So I want to give a little trick here for when you're prospecting is that you quickly want, if, if you're doing a cold call or an email or, or LinkedIn outreach, well, mostly LinkedIn outreach, let's say if you're doing a LinkedIn outreach or you're doing a cold call, um, you, you quickly want to ascertain whether this is the right prospect for you. So how you qualify them. But you also quickly, if you're doing a cold call, you quickly want to hand, um, hand, hand the talking stick to them, right? You want to make them talk. So in that, uh, in that state of mind, I want people to think of how can I quickly pass the, the baton to them and what's most important? So I'm not sure we've mentioned this in the past, but I've got three numbers in my head. I've got 7, 38, and 55. So this is a doctor who did an analysis in the, in the uh, 70s. I think we've talked about this in the past, but I'll talk about it again. 
And when you're chatting with someone, uh, 7% of what they remember of what you said in a casual conversation will be the content, the words you use. 38% will come from your tone of voice and 55% will come from the body language. So keep that in mind that in the first few minutes when you're prospecting, it's all how you make that other person feel, um, which is what, which is what's going to determine whether they engage with you or, or tune out as quickly as possible. So if you work on that method part and you're making sure you're engaging with them with things that are important to them. And the way you do that is to ask open questions quickly. Well, that's, that's method you need to consider plus your habits well, you've put those together, you've got everything that you can control. Because in sales, there's three elements. There's your actions, how much you do of something and what you do. There's your method, what you say, what you write. And then there's the third part, the third ingredient, which is the client, the economy, the things you don't control. So the things right. you don't control, you don't control. They might influence you. Like you might, you know, if, if you know right now that no one's interested in uh, Bitcoin, well... <laughs> It's going to be harder for you to sell Bitcoin. But right. if, if, if it's super strong, well, then maybe it'll go up. But your method needs to be affected by that. But ultimately, you only control your action and your method. The, the, the client or, or the economy, you need to, at a certain point, ignore so that you can just focus on your actions and your method. Mm. And that's really what we're saying today is that prospecting is about your habits, your actions, putting those, you know, going to the gym. And then your method is, well, what are the reps you're doing? What are, what are the exercises you're doing? How are you doing them to build, if you want to build as much bulk or if you want to build strength? Well, this is all your method, what you're saying and what you're doing. So right. these things both need to be looked at. And often, Fab, people forget the method. They don't work on right. the method. They just say, go do your calls. But they don't say, what yeah. are you saying during your calls? <laughs> so that's yeah. really important. Yeah, and we've talked about, you know, like that. that's where, you know, sales leaders and their ops teams, if they have some, can come in handy, you know, building those playbooks and helping them identify those, the metrics that you want to follow, right? Do we have the activity metrics? I think those are usually easier to follow because every CRM at this point tracks them uh, super easily. Um, you know, but but that's it, those, those method Date point data points are a little harder to get right and so we talked about like playbooks and 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 whatnot i think those it's true are often forgotten because they are harder to to get and so operational people tend to go towards what's easier activity stuff you know sales leaders look at because it's still i mean you know at a certain point it's true right the more you do the more you'll get right as you were mentioning before the analogy with the Gold prospecting is like at some point you'll you'll find gold nuggets. It might not be a lot, but the more you do, the more chance you have of finding something. But there is what you're saying and what you're doing in there too. That's important to to stay yeah. on top of. You know, yeah. like which playbooks are being used. You know what what you know what copy is being sent. You know, what, like all this stuff like that 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 matters, right? It does matter yeah. because um, you know I could send 112 really shitty emails. You know, and maybe I'll get a couple because it's 112 and it's it's a lot for a day. Um, but I might be able to bring that down to, you know, 62 because I have much better 
you know, verbiage or wording yeah. or, or whatever messaging they share. Yeah, message. Yeah, yeah. message. Exactly. It's, and and yeah. just to bring it back to the gold prospecting prospector method um, analogy. So the, the prospector has to go there for the 10 hours a day. But if he's using a, a spoon to do his panning, it's going to take, you know, he might be out there 12 hours a day, you know, using the spoon looking for gold, but he's probably better off using a big pan because he can fit more rocks in there. So that's his yeah. method. So is, is, you know, is she using the big pan or is she using a spoon? So, so yeah. that's, that's the, the difference. That's where your method comes in. She's out there, she's yeah. doing it 12 hours a day, but you're going, Hey, how come Jillian is like finding five times more gold than, than Mary? Well, Mary's Mary's using spoon and Jillian's using a huge pan. Okay, well that makes sense. Yeah. So, these are the things you know. It, it's very simplified, but these are the things, the, the two things you really have to look at. And to come back to our gym analogy, because we both go to the gym. When I walk into the gym, I know that my my teacher knows you know what we're trying to do as a group. You know, cardio and a little bit of muscle. So sh she'll do whatever it is to make us work there. Now, if I was like yeah. uh, you know. 25 years old or 18 years old. And I was like, and all I wanted is to be Mr. Universe, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, we wouldn't be using the same method. Maybe I'd still be in the gym, whatever, for that hour, but we would, you know, I'd be pumping a lot more iron than, than, than the cardio we're doing. So it's really, yeah. what do you, what are the results you're trying to get? The action's good, but what is, what is the result? And like with yeah. anything, and you know, like me, the hardest thing when you're, when you're getting into this habit is, the night before when you're trying to find every excuse in the world not to go to the oh, gym yeah. the next day. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's about the actions and the method. Yeah. And so if, if we recap a bit, I think, you know, obviously prospecting is important. I think, but like, I think we just, you know, again, take key takeaways. Prospecting is important. I mean, it's still a big part of building a company or a sales reps pipeline. Um, I think the challenges are there are many, but at the end of the day, it's it's difficult. And so when things difficult, it's always easy to find an excuse to not do it. Right? You mentioned working out. You know, we live in Canada. You know, it's way below freezing today. There's a snowstorm. Uh, it's raining. Cats and dogs. Like, there's so many reasons to not do it. Or, or like you were saying before, like I don't know what exercises to do. I get bored halfway through. I'm not seeing results. I'm like, you know, like there's so many. There's so many different factors that come into play as to why prospecting is so difficult, you know, with the low response rates, um, not being able to find your data, difficulty finding decision makers, um, you know, not getting hung up, you know, like, uh, you know, there's so many things that are making it more difficult. So I think as a, as a sales leader, I think you can help like maybe around, you know, three ways. I think there's building a strategy. You know, we talked about LinkedIn, we talked about like there's probably, there's maybe better ways to helping you guide your reps a little bit more. Um, but then there's also the training and the coaching that you're going to do, right? Be acting as that personal trainer, uh, helping them see the results yep. that they need to get. Um, and that's so you do that through coaching, but you also provide the tools necessary, you know, identify the roadblocks, try to remove as many excuses as possible because some, some are maybe more valid than others. Um, and at the end of the day, when we're talking about like, the data stuff is like, you just finished off on your activity, tracking your activities, the sales activities, I should say, but tracking the methodology as well. Like what's being said and how is it being said? 
and you know, there's always some stuff that's a little harder, right? You're not going to put some video and analysis software on their camera to see how their body language is, but there's some things that you can, you can, you can measure in terms of methodology, like with, you know, what's being said in the emails, what, what playbooks are being said, used and, and whatnot. Is that yeah, sum it know, up? Yeah, that sums it up really, really well. Maybe the last thing I'd say on, on just the one last thing I'd like to just clarify on methodology as a sales leader, um, and if you really want to help people with method and that, you know, I've done a few LinkedIn things on this and I think we've talked about it, but we should probably do a whole session on this is role play. Um, yeah. That's the best way, you know, coaching and role play is the best way to get your people to, to practice and get better, you know, get them on the ice. So I, you'll hear me say this a ton of times, but it's where, it's where you get the most uh, mileage for your, effort or the most bang for your buck. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing that I would add is, you know, don't forget to role play and help them out. And that's the best way to increase someone's methodology at whatever stage prospecting discovery. Yep. You no, know, there it's, it's all important. So yeah, that's that. No, I think you rounded that off. Uh, you, you, uh, you summarized the points really well. Awesome. Paul, always a pleasure. Yes. Fab. It's always a pleasure. Yes. <laughs> All right. Take care. I'll Got talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.